Spotlight, Women in Jazz. I'm your host, Ava Gallo, and in this podcast, we'll be listening to various women in jazz talk about their career and adversities they may have faced as women in jazz. Today, I had the chance to speak with Alexa Tarantino, an award-winning jazz saxophonist, woodwind doubler, composer, and educator. She was named Top 5 Alto Saxophonist of 2019 by the Jazz Time Critics Poll and nominated as a Rising Star Alto Saxophone by Downbeat Magazine's 2020 Critics Poll. She's on the faculty for Jazz at Lincoln Center's youth programs and holds three degrees, a master's in jazz studies from the Juilliard School and two bachelor's degrees in jazz saxophone performance and music education from the Eastman School of Music. She also founded and directs the Rockport Jazz Workshop in Rockport, Massachusetts, and is a co-founder of Step Ahead Jazz with pianist Stephen Feifke. This is what Alexa had to say about her career as a woman in jazz. Hi, I'm here with Alexa Tarantino. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so I just want to ask you a few questions about um, being a woman in jazz and um, your career in music. Um, so what got you interested in music and what inspired you to pursue a career in, in music? Um, I first was introduced to jazz in particular um, as an elementary school student. And so I was really kind of just coincidentally uh, raised in a town that had an awesome jazz program. So that was in West Hartford, Connecticut. And um, I went as a third grader with my parents to go watch the local jazz band play. And there was the young woman playing an amazing alto saxophone ballad with the big band. And I just totally fell in love with it then and there. So that's when I knew that I wanted to play music. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that it was a woman who inspired you to um, pursue this career in jazz and um, got you interested in music. Um, how has being a professional musician been for you during COVID? Like, has it been difficult finding employment and gigs? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been, I think everybody's world has, you know, turned upside down. And in terms of employment, it's really forced everybody to create their own scenarios, whether it was, you know, live streaming from home or teaching a private studio or creating some type of course or online community. So um, I think all of us have been navigating that fine line um, of, you know, wanting to keep one foot back in the pre-COVID world and just waiting for things to come back and then putting one foot kind of in the future and realizing that all this virtual stuff is really here to stay. Um, So I've been doing a lot of online teaching like various master classes and residencies with different schools and organizations. Um, I've done some live stream performances from certain venues, like pre-recording them at venues and streaming them. Um, also, uh, my fiance, Stephen Feifke and I have been leading weekly live streams from our home studio. And that's been really, really a great community for us. So yeah, I guess it's, who knows what's going to happen when things open up again. Yeah, I I follow you on Instagram. So I've seen all of your stuff that you put out like of your at home gigs and stuff. And they're very good. I'm like, so I'm probably like, Oh, she's so great. Like, (laughs) Oh, thank you. I'm so glad. Yeah. Um, So I mean, I've had my experience as a woman in jazz, but like, I'm also in college. So um, I haven't experienced like a whole array of professional situations and experiences. So I'm just wondering, like, how would you describe your life being a woman in jazz um, professionally? And like, what are some difficulties and adversities you might have faced? 
Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I feel really lucky because I've had amazing mentors behind me every step of the way, both female and male. So I think it's really important for everybody to have role models that they can look up to, that they can ask questions to, they can kind of uh, shadow a little bit as, as they're forming kind of their career and taking next steps. So for me, that was really important. And I'm very grateful to people like Sherry Miracle from the Diva Jazz Orchestra, Lauren Sevian, who's a friend of mine and, and a great mentor and plays baritone saxophone. Um, there are so many amazing people. And of course there's adversity in it because, you know, people generally look at jazz as a kind of a man's world. And um, but I think what we're seeing in the entire world in general is that is this push and fight for equality and that anybody can do anything no matter what they look like. And so um, I really try to look at it from a positive perspective and say, okay, I'm hoping to just inspire and motivate more, more young women, um, men and women too, but really hoping to inspire young women to stand up and, you know, say, I can do this and it's possible. Um, but of course, I think we all have our stories of people making, you know, snarky comments or maybe not thinking that you have what it takes and maybe putting you in the second chair just because or whatever. And I guess what I like to say to all those scenarios is just kill them with kindness and um, do your best, work hard and be prepared and um, don't take any BS from anybody. <laughs> yeah, good motto. <laughs> um, so I guess like going with that, like, do you feel like it would have been, I guess, like easier? I don't know if easier is the right word, but like would have been easier being like a man going into a career in music or like you're also a composer. That's kind of like even more like male heavy. So like in those kind of things? Um, I don't know, honestly. I think in some areas, perhaps, I mean, we, we hear all these stories about orchestras who have now transitioned to blind auditions, right? Because people were judging with their eyes and not their ears. And so I think um, it's definitely, I guess it's, it's definitely... Hmm, that's a good question, Ava. I mean, I don't want to say that I wish that that was my scenario because I'm really happy with where I am and who I've been able to meet and what I've done. Um, but I think, you know, in those difficult scenarios, you do think to yourself, hmm, would this really be happening if I were not a woman? Um, and so there, there might be those little moments of those little pangs of like kind of, hmm, what would it be like? But I think in general, um, being a woman adds so many positives you know in the music in terms of not only being a role model but um i think there's i don't know there's like a feminine the femininity that, that can arise in in your music and in your performing and i don't even mean you know something being pretty and gentle because that's not always what it is right it could be bold and kind of like you know boss and um yeah there's just such a a range of, I think, experience and life experience and responsibility, like when you look at the, the female role just in life and in the world. So I think it's really amazing to be able to express our voices and inspire others to do the same. Yeah, that's great. I really agree. That's awesome. Um, 
do you are there any organizations that you feel or like people you mentioned people before but like any organizations that you felt um have helped like propel you in your career or like um that you work with that to um help propel like other because i know you like to work with like young young women and young adults and like helping propel them as well yeah absolutely so the schools that i went to were really 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 helpful um eastman school of music and university of rochester i think you're going to get some sirens either way here um this is the new york backdrop (laughs) um the yeah so eastman school of music and the juilliard school were really 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 amazing in, in helping develop my leadership skills and sort of just what i wanted to do and then um jazz at lincoln center is an organization that i work with a lot that i really admire for the way that they've reached so many young people across the world and um so i you know i'm always happy to be able to work with them um and then i have my summer jazz program through an organization called Rockport Music in Rockport, Massachusetts. And I'm very proud to work with them. Um, it's a smaller community um, and we're working to bring jazz and jazz education to people that that need it. Awesome. Um, so speaking of Jazz Lincoln Center, I mean, in my head, I feel like once you've achieved that level of performance where you can perform at Jazz Lincoln Center, you've done it all and like you've really arrived. Um, and you have so many different ways that you offer your talents. So what, what do you feel like has been the, the ultimate feeling of achievement for you? Hmm. I think the ultimate feeling of achievement is when somebody tells me that I've made a difference in, in their life, um, whether it was through a performance or through a lesson or a master class or um, even just hearing an interview or something, whether it might have been something I said or something I demonstrated. Um, I really value the connection with with other people. So um, that's, I think, what I'm missing most in COVID for sure. And I think now, you know, not I don't want to say I was taking it for granted before, but I think I think we all have a newfound appreciation for it. And that's what really makes it um worth it I think is to know that you've like positively impacted somebody else yeah yeah I mean when you came to so I go to Ithaca College and then when you came to Ithaca College and did that master class I know like everyone was like so impacted by by you and everything you said afterwards and everyone was like wow like that's just like such a great way of looking at it to just always be kind to everyone and like it's not always about like how good you are like obviously that's important but like being kind and like treating other people with respect and I, I like had a big takeaway from that because I was like you know like that's like really important because you can like put up like a wall of being like, okay, like I'm a woman, so I have to act like tough. Um, mm-hmm. I might not like be looked at the same way, but I like when you said that, I kind of like looked at things differently after that. And I was like, that really like impacted me. So thank you. Of course. I'm yeah. so glad. Thanks, yeah. Ava. Um, and then just my, my last question for you. Since starting music school, I found that a lot of student musicians have trouble separating um, their identity and their self-worth from their abilities as a performer. Um, so I guess, do you have any suggestions for young, young performers who are feeling that way or struggling with that? Yeah, you know, I think we're all people first. So kind of to your point about what we were talking about at Ithaca and the masterclass, um, you know, nobody wants to call somebody for a gig who's going to be a drag or who's not going to be prepared or who's going to be late and, or who's not going to be nice or, you know, fun. So, um, it all really boils down to being a good, yeah, being a good person being a good member of your community, a good citizen, you know, uh, and 
everything else with hard work and, and determination and work ethic, um, I think will, I believe will fall into place. And so I also, you know, really believe in like baby steps being the best way to make progress. So as much as, you know, we're all scrolling through Instagram, really trying not to compare yourself with other people. Um, I remember when I was in high school, I was constantly comparing myself to the people who were like getting into Grammy band and all these fancy things. And a lot of these students were people that were like, you know, raised in musical families or they picked up sex one at like age two or something like that. And it was just not where I had come from. And so, um, now I've learned to really celebrate my background because I have a different background and, you know, I was raised in a little bit more of a traditional kind of career field family, a little bit more, um, military influenced and real, focused on leadership and entrepreneurial skills. And that has helped me in a totally different way to, um, to shape my career. So we all have our strengths. We all have weaknesses. Um, and I think just recognizing that, recognizing that we're all just trying to move forward in our, in our journeys, um, is, is really important. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Um, so yeah, that was all my questions that I had. Thank you so much again for joining me today and for answering all these questions. It was really great and it was lovely speaking with you. You too, Ava. Thank you so much. Um, I look forward to hearing it. Thank you all so much for listening. You can find Alexa Tarantino on Instagram at Alexa Tarantino or Twitter at Tarantino underscore Alexa. She can also be found on Spotify and YouTube just by a quick search of her name. She has a website, alexatarantino.com, and two websites for the two organizations that she founded and co-founded, rockportmusic.org slash jazzworkshop and a stepaheadjazz.com. She also has a new product out called Express Jazz Vocab Volume 1 ebook, which can be found on her website, alexatarantino.com.